Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is your host, Elena, with your host, Justin. Thank you for listening in today for another Q&A episode. We really appreciate those of you who take the time to leave us a quick rating and review. It really helps us to learn the content that you're enjoying, the content that we should share more of, and it just really helps us to know what's working here on our podcast. So thank you. And hi, Justin, welcome back to the podcast. How are you guys? Hello, everyone. Um, thank you, Elena. Great uh, intro. How are you doing today? And and how's everything going? We're creeping up on your date due date here, huh? Yes, I'm doing well, just tired. Today is Thursday when we're recording. So by the time the end of the week rolls around, I am like dragging. But besides that, everything's going really well. Um, we're creeping up. We have about a month and a half or a little bit less than that. So we are getting really, really close. So it's very exciting, very exciting time. I bet um, everyone's looking forward to it. And I, I bet you're looking forward to not carrying around the baby and actually getting to meet it and play with it and introduce yourself and move on as a mom for sure. Definitely. There's going to be things I miss about being pregnant, but I am very excited to sleep on my stomach again and just do so many things that you don't really consider. Obviously when you get pregnant, you think of like the big things they tell you not to do, but there's so many little things that you've probably never heard of that pregnant women are cautioned away from. So it'll be nice just to feel like I'm making decisions for my own body again, and not for two people's bodies within me. <laughs> Obviously I'll still have to make decisions for him, but it won't, it'll be in different circumstance. So I'm excited to meet him, but I will miss this journey. It's, it's been really, really incredible. So really grateful for that. Yeah, there are the little things. And even in food, I know, because we've been in healthcare food so long and we serve mother's meals. And even uh, as women come in pregnant into the hospitals, we have to do a, a different menu just because of what you're talking about. Or if they become sick while pregnant and they're in the hospitals, there's specific menus we call mother's meals. That's one once they're a mom, but there's also the mom's meals, which is not the mother's meals, which is the mom moms who are expecting that need to make sure that you know, they don't accidentally get listeria since pregnant women and infants are more sensitive to listeria, for example, and things like that, which can happen in certain meats and stuff. So just a little fact for, for the group. And if I'm very mellow, I apologize, guys. Normally I'm very wound up, but I guess we'll get into that a little bit today. So, um, all right, Elena, I'm ready when you are for the question. All right. So our question for today is what happens when you get unbalanced as a leader? Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's a good question. The reason I asked, I gave it to Lena to ask is um, just, I think 
it's a little close to home. So we'll just keep in mind that um, I'm not going to get into every detail, but um, I will let everyone know. I have been going probably since COVID, I've really hit the gas. Um, the company's changed. Some of our clients have changed. Some of our clients who we've done business with for shit two decades um, have decided that to go a different path after COVID. Um, we are a company that goes for sustainability and locally sourced and are trying to get there by 2025, 100% across our companies and hopefully with our client. And the clients that wanted that before COVID no longer want that. And the reason that is, I'll just tell everyone, is because it we destroyed our food system during COVID and we let the Chinese and foreign governments and private equity groups and stuff and buy up farms and buy up um, the, the rotators that do the watering. Like literally someone could just buy a water pump in the circle. I'm not kidding, look it up. Um, they don't have to actually buy a whole field. They can only buy the part of the field that has the circle uh, watering device on it in the field, which is skipping my mind right now for some reason. Um, and that circle is owned by a private equity company. And then all the farmland that's around it is owned by the bankrupt farmer who needed to sell the pivot, as they're called, the pivot in order to stay alive during COVID. But now his most valuable part of his farm is owned by a private equity company. And it's in the middle of his farm because that's where the pivot is and everything around it's still his farm but he's not growing the things in the pivot anymore. And the private equity companies are going off to the next highest bidder and highest demander, which is the Bank of China. So I'm just saying it's the world has changed. And therefore, instead of doing the right thing, most of our corporations have taken the easy path and said, no, we're not gonna fight for it. We need food. So let's just go for the easiest source versus there was still food. There's still plenty of food. We just have to go more towards the farmers that didn't sell off their land or that have stayed around or that believe that they can sell locally or work with companies that believe in American, in this case, or in other countries who are facing the same thing with China, your local country, um, companies that are fighting for the farmland, that are fighting debt for American food or if you're in Colombia, Colombian, Colombian food or Brazilian food or wherever it is, wherever you've got to push back against the Chinese, great. But, you know, it's an interesting thing. Um, and I'll get into the topic, but I just want to say this. Turkey, Brazil, India, um, China, you can't be a 100 percent owned foreign business when you go into those countries. It has to be at least owned and some of them by 50 percent or more of a local company. So even with the Chinese coming and invading those countries, Brazil, whatever, India, these massive countries, Russia, because of the way they do their trade, they've protected their countries against this similar thing. No different. And I'm sorry, we all think Putin's doing whatever. Putin went after Ukraine because it can feed the entire Russian population. And he no longer needs to be relying on the Chinese. And we talk about it in news and we talk about all the fancy stuff because we want to try to figure out who the guy is and what kind of mastermind he is instead of just saying he's not a super person. He's just another human. We all are. Not one of us better than the other. We, some of us work harder. Some of us have more discipline. Some of us are more successful. <clears throat> some of us are more evil and take power differently. Some of us are more good. But the reality is he went after it. Ukraine because Ukraine can feed the entire population. 
and get rid of the Chinese. So while we're all here wondering and we're worrying, what Putin's actually doing is trying to save his people. And it's awful the way he did it. It's not good. It's disturbed. It's wrong. It's you should never kill another human unnecessarily. I get all of it. But he's thinking most likely that in the long run, Russia is going to be the only ones able to stand up to the Chinese, most likely, if there is a problem or if there needs to be another world power, because the United States, we're not doing it. We, we have become softer and softer and softer over the years. And COVID made us really soft. So, <clears throat> I mean... So what happens when you don't have like a stable or balance in your life as a leader? <clears throat> and the reason I bring up the stressors of COVID, um, the stressors of hitting the gas as an entrepreneur, um, I work with Deborah. obviously we are business partners. Um, and I also work with my father who's almost 81 years old um, and still has quite a bit of say, I would say an influence sometimes over what goes on in the company. So there is more stress in my life than I realized as a leader. And I didn't realize that as, even though I do 75 hard and I do all these things over the last two months, my balance has gotten really off. I've started working longer. Um, I haven't been eating breakfast um, and I'm not drinking my water until I'm like shoving it down by the end of the day. Um, I noticed that um, my nutrition wasn't staying and I was starting to get tired and short of breath all the time. Um, and feeling like, Oh my God, am I having a panic attack? Like what's going on here? And like tears and anger and a lot of things that were just starting to go off balance over the last few weeks. Um, it happened to me before I would say it started to happen before, but somehow by the grace of God, Deborah and I got stranded in Mexico, which was not a great experience, but it gave me time to rest and relax, probably not enough. So either way, um, with work, with changing of clients, with new clients coming in, with major stressors, I'm, I've taken on more employees than I should be managing right now as I'm restructuring and trying to restructure everything so I'm not managing as many. Um, positions where I'm actually getting proper hierarchies in place, proper structures. And of course, everyone is upset about that. So, because no one likes change, even though how many times we go through exercises and get comfortable with change, and this is just part of growth, it, the stress is unbearable when you have how many people come down on you. And when their managers aren't able to handle it or aren't able to lead because they're new or young or inexperienced, I bear that weight. And on top of it, I do the podcasts and I work with interns and I give speeches and motivational speeches and help companies consult. And I went out of balance bad. <clears throat> and so somewhere between Wednesday and Thursday, my body didn't like the stress anymore. And I ended up in the hospital yesterday morning. So depression, there was depression there because I'm, you know, I go through depression spouts um, here and there, not bad, not like I want to die, but um, enough when you're someone as an entrepreneur or a person, you give it all, all the time. I don't know how to not give it all. It's part of the reason I was in the hospital. It's part of the reason there isn't balance right now, because I'm giving it all right now to push forward through this time 
and I know what it takes, but I'm not relying on my people enough. I'm not delegating enough. I'm taking too much stress on personally. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing a lot of things. But what I, but what I said is my balance started going up. I didn't have, a, I don't have a routine. My exercise was in consistent times during the day. I wasn't eating consistently during the day. My habits and drinking water started going off. You know, um, when I wasn't on 75 hard in the in between times, I was starting to eat lots of candy and cookies again, which was abnormal. I don't even like those things. I've never really grown up eating candy and cookies. You know, so the stress got the better of me. And, you know, next thing you know, I got wires all over me. I have things in my arm. I got blood tests going on all over the place and I'm in trouble, you know, perfectly healthy. Like I'm a very healthy human. I still run a mile in under seven minutes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how healthy I am, how healthy, what I did or what you do as a leader, if you don't find the balance and you can't, get your leaders to step up and be balanced also, it's a problem. And historically, I've done very well at this, um, balancing out my life. But Deborah's dynamic under stress, my father's dynamic under stress, my sister's, my family's dynamic under stress, because we're all feeling it as a family based on what's going on in the world and food. So that's a different angle. Normally, it's been a financial crisis or 9-11, or, you know, COVID was a crisis, but for us, it was fine. We were in the medical food business. But something happened after COVID in the general population and the shift in mindset and locality and preventative health through food, which is funny because we just went through a health crisis, um, that the institutions have all gotten less healthy with their food because of the change, while we as individuals are slowly starting to get more aware of our well being. And while companies talk about the well being of their employees, it's not the food companies and the farmers having these conversations. It's the companies that are looted with cash, the pharmaceuticals, the financial companies, the companies that made bank over COVID and didn't have to go through the food and weren't some of the dumbasses that sold off the companies to the Chinese and are still surviving today. <clears throat> so what I'm, I am saying for everyone as a lucky human that, you know, if I hadn't gone in, if I hadn't been aware of what's going on and I isn't aware and in tune with my body, um, even though I haven't been for two months that something was wrong, I wouldn't, you know, I don't know. But the stress levels that we put each other on, we put our family members on, um, we, we've put each other on for COVID. And even the thing on Russia and Ukraine, we've all forgot about it as Americans. <clears throat> you know, no one talks about it anymore. I don't see any flags. I don't see people trying to save the Ukrainians anymore. Like it's, you know, it's the way it works. Putin knows he just has to stonewall until the world forgets and is on to the next thing. It's what he did with Georgia. It's what he did with Ukraine. It caused, like, I take these things on because I'm stressed and I care for the world and I care for the people in it and I care for my country or freedom-based countries or liberty-based countries or democracy-based countries for sure. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I just can't take it all on. And so part of that balance now is figuring out how do I balance my life? Do I need to be in the kitchen for 12 hours a day, five days a week, sometimes seven days a week in Georgia? 
you know, am I doing the best for my company and leading this company and leading the people by dealing with so much of the stress? I don't know. One thing I do know is that if something did happen to me, everyone's pretty capable of moving forward. I don't know if there's any visionary that's developed their visionary mind as far as I have in the company, but there's someone in there that probably will, if anything happened. That's what I believe. I believe I have the right mix of creativity and discipline and hard work, um, all three of which cause me problems because I try to balance them in the, the business. But that being said, um, balance is important. Are you giving and delegating to the people? Are you trusting them? Are you not getting so emotionally attached to what's going on in your life? You know, um, are the people in your life aware that you're even stressed out? Are they adjusting to you? Because I can say, because I'm pretty sure that everyone thought I've kicked ass my whole life over the last few weeks when I've been complaining and a little bit like something's not right and I'm not feeling well all the time. Like I wasn't feeling well all the time. Like oh, something's wrong. I was getting a lot of shit. I'm making it up. And then people are giving me crap with why am I so tired and why don't I have any energy and why am I falling asleep all the time? Like I get up in the morning. I could not stay awake like at night, like doing work normally. And I know it's running long hours, but my body was literally so strained and so stressed. Not, not physically, emotionally. And I paid the price for it. And now I will pay the price for it for the rest of my life. I will have to adjust a little bit just to do whatever. And again, it has nothing to do with my cholesterol or my whatever. I'm a perfectly healthy human. But I let the emotional stress of life and work and my relationships and, and somewhat of the depressive states that happen because I give so much in positivity on the other side that people don't realize how hard that pendulum can swing sometimes, especially with negative comments, especially when um, you feel a little bit like people are taking and taking and taking sometimes in your life. Um, it's what happens as an entrepreneur, but it can get overwhelming sometimes, especially when you feel alone or, you know, the people that you need in your life or the loved ones that you want support from are also stressed because you're in your business. For me, I wasn't getting the emotional love and support that I normally needed. And so just to be clairvoyant for everyone and you can do whatever, but therapy is an important part of life. So I, I've been in therapy for most of the last 12 years, just to try to be a better person and get through some of the stuff in my past. And it's also helped me grow my business. And it's also helped me understand aggression and patience. Both are important. Both are Christian. If you're a Christian believer, I would say it's, you know, conviction and righteousness versus aggression, but aggression is more of a modern term. And so that takes a lot of pressure. That's a lot of bravery. That's a lot of stress on someone. You know, I've also had some other weird habits that we pick up from people around us that you don't realize, like the constant snacking. Like that's not something I do. Deborah does that also when we're at work, but it's not something she stereotypically does as much as we do. And in the kitchen with all the food, I'm constantly not saying no anymore to a client when they're making new food. And as long as it fit in my diet, I was like, yeah, I'll try that, whatever. But what's starting to happen is there's so many clients in the door and there's so much mixture of food, even though it falls in my diet, it's not, my body's getting 
ripples in stuff and diversity in diet is good, but I'm getting like too much salt, too much sugar, too much, whatever unintentionally, even though I'm supposed to be balancing out my meal because I'm trying people creating things and they're oftenly missing the marks in the tryouts. And in some of the more experimental food, you know, you're trying to figure things out. And for me, when you're healthy and you have balance in your health, when you start going off balance, it feels much more extreme to you as a human. It feels your body reacts more strongly. So, I mean, that's sort of what happened, you know, and, you know, if you have, you know, I would read up on all stress related things, especially related to your chest um, as a man and a woman, because once you turn 50, a woman, you're just as likely as a man to have a heart attack or angina or whatever that happens with the heart and the chest and the lungs or blood clots in the lungs. Um, so I've learned a lot about all of those things. But what I will say is we talk a lot about surrounding yourself with the right kind of balance. And there, most of my life, I have done very well with this once I realized it, like I said it, but over the last few years, even with 75 hard, even with whatever, I stuck hard. But for some reason, with Mexico, with stress, with COVID going up, the stuff in Russia, now all of a sudden the food chain opening up differently because of COVID, but us being in a very bad position as Americans, especially if you're a company like ours trying to support American farms and businesses. And, you know, worst case scenario, more local if we have to go into Canada or Mexico, you know, to try to keep supporting our partner and our friends, but all of it, our products now are, are U.S. except for the clients that have started asking us to bring it from China. Um, I'm talking organic food. I'm talking about organic food that's supposedly from China. And so we've had to deal with some of that, but it's not going to stay around very long. And, you know, they're big clients, but we have to make choices and that causes me stress. Do I do the right thing? Or... Do I do the other right thing, which is making sure every employee has a job, although I know I'm creating an ultimate disaster for American food business in the long run? And do I contribute to it or do I save jobs? Or do I try to work it out where I go after something, let go of clients, go after the dream, and then maybe still save some of the jobs and hopefully offer the jobs back to the people that had to leave? It's an awful decision to have to be in a business person, but it costs me stress. And my family, like I said, they're all feeling the same thing. And when they're feeling the same stress, they're not an emotional support system for me or for anyone, for themselves, for their spouses, for each other. And that can be very hard in a family business. You know, so family businesses work because of loyalty, leadership, culture, belief, especially if you have the right core values. And everyone in the family agrees to those core values. But also when that family things happen and that family doesn't know how to get through stress properly or whatever, there can be a lot more stress added. And as we've changed as a company and as we've gone into different dynamic and I'm still young as a leader, right? My dad's 80. I still have potentially 40 more years to lead something or whatever I choose to do. So, I mean, for him, there's nervousness because in his perspective, I'm still young, right? To Elena, maybe I'm old. So 
the stressors can come from either way. You know, oh, you're too young to lead. You don't know what you're doing yet. Very true. I have a lot to learn and will learn forever. But I think that causes him stress, which causes me stress that I'm not living up to what he is or I'm never going to get his approval. So, I mean, that's a common father-son thing, I think, for a lot of males. But, you know, round and round we go. And so I'm being very vulnerable without telling you what actually happened. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. But I'm sure those who can guess. And you have to find balance in your life. And so what happens when it goes awry? Your health, your weight, your appearance, your feeling about yourself, your confidence. Are you self-loathing? Like all of those things start to creep in no matter how much in shape you are, no matter how disciplined you are, the mind can do things. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're poor, rich or whatever. Um, you know, I think it's unfortunate because I think poor humans don't have the resources to deal with mental health or stress the same way more privileged, um, well-off or successful, however you want to look at that scenario. Um, individuals do, but it is important. And I think we don't see it a lot in our lives. And I think, you know, we talk about all the risks we have in our health and we put so much stress on each other. We attack each other. We, we are negative over social media. We scroll social media and play games on our phone. Like I've never seen before, you know, and it's interesting. I even talk to people about this. Like I don't play games on my phone. I, I usually am on Instagram for probably longer than I should be every day, which I need to cut back on because I didn't realize that was a stressor. Um, so I will still post and love the people out there. I will just be looking less, I guess, and posting more as it will appear since I'm going to back off the stressors a little bit because they can be. You un unknowingly can compare yourself against people. I don't generally do that, but with how stressful work is and how stressful life is, you can unintentionally see that people may be doing well during all of it and how, what, why is it for them and not for you? And that can be a bad habit. All of those things start creeping in and compiling in on you mentally. And the other thing I will say, since it's a dynamic, is you have to, you're only responsible for you. You have to be very aware of the energy you're surrounding yourself with. Because I didn't realize it either until like I'm laying there in the hospital. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like my fucking bell just got rang hard. And I'm like, what went wrong? I mean, it, it was everything. I came home to Colorado. There's stress because all the things we need to do with Deborah's family in a short period of time, Deborah's birthday, Greek Easter, so now I, we just compiled all of that family stress that wasn't there before into our relationship, into work. And I mean, all of a sudden I was like, oh, something's weird's going on. And it started going on for a few days and it didn't go so well. Now I have no damage in my body. Thank God. I stand a chance, but many humans don't. They aren't in as good health as I am. Their body isn't strong enough or their, their heart or whatever you want to say to do whatever they need to do. But I can tell you that whatever goes on in you or stress, your body is fighting back. And being as discomfortable as I've been in life, I feel that 
things could have been different over the last 48 hours if I hadn't made myself so uncomfortable the last 42 years. My body, my mind, my, my ability to handle stress. And maybe I took on too much because I had the confidence to take it on, which is probably true. <clears throat> but um, it's something to think about. As a leader, I mean, what is it? I mean, you're fighting for a world future. I fight hard every day, but sometimes I don't realize what I'm actually, what actually is that I'm also fighting for, which is the humans that are here today, you know, and, and being with them and having the time with them, not just the future humans. And, um, you know, that can be grounding and that can help with stress is where am I right now? Why am I really doing this? The purpose, you know? Uh, how do I help people today more? And if I'm stressed and I'm giving off stress and that's my energy, unknowingly, I'm giving it to everyone else. And if there was stress in food service partners because of me as a leader, I'm sure there was. It probably trickled through the company because of how stressed I've been the last three months, maybe even longer. And so when we get unbalanced, symbolizes I become the leader is every freaking person while I whether I want them to or not mimic my behavior and my leadership style or the words that come out of my mouth and there are times where that that can be extremely stressful especially when someone uses it to try to hurt you or cause harm because they have something hurtful that has happened to them okay I usually know that the person's not angry at me I'm just fighting some past or fighting some other thing that gone on that I certainly tripped over because I trip over them by staying firm. You know, unintentionally, I hit bad things with people. And then that I feel terrible about those things. I feel stress. I'm like, God, what do I do here? Do I continue to help this person grow when they're asking to grow and push them in uncomfortable positions, which help them maybe go face uncomfortable positions outside of work or whatever to deal with whatever's causing them the stress from their past or their current situation. But I don't know why, like as a leader, I think if you're a really good leader and you're good at heart and um, your intent is good, regardless of what people say about you, regardless of how much people name call you and beat you down, which has happened to me unbelievable amounts of times the last three months. You, you, you know, that's stress. Like you need individuals who can get through stress that don't take out their stress on you as a leader and don't look as the leader as the punching bag. You know, cause there's some of that that's going on. Yes, you can come to me for help, but depending on how much they rely on you for help is how much they rely on you for blame. And you want to take the blame as a leader, but you want to be realistic in your own head about where blame actually lies. And it does lie with you, but it also lies with the other individuals. So to take it as a leader is one thing, but to then examine the true nature of the scenario so you can succeed and, and not hurt an individual or address an individual or make an individual uncomfortable, un but you can make it so you can have one-on-ones with the individual or you can create the team environment a little different and less stressful. So. There are all those things. So, you know, as Elena brings life into the world here shortly, 
you know, we're talking a little bit of what happens when life's taken away or if it were. So I think that if you do not have balance in your life and you do not figure it out and you have to, and people say to me all the time when I actually had balance, like, you don't work enough. How do you fucking CEO? You don't work hard enough. I didn't even realize it until I really laid down yesterday. I was doing just fine. That's if they think I need to be involved or everyone thinks I need to be involved in every task to be a good leader, they're not going to be good leaders themselves, which gives me a lot of room of, of where I need to change and what things I need to change. Because I knew that always, but I've let it creep in just over distractions, over being stressed, over not wanting to add more stress or have more confrontation than I already have in my life. So I've probably avoided some of it. So I got to find balance now. Um, so I'm telling you what an unbalanced life is and what happens. I'm living it right now. Still have all the stickies all over me. You, it's more serious than we think. And as leaders or people that are being led, I really encourage you to really look at if you believe in a leader and you want them around in the long term to lead the way it should be done, your leaders, what is it that you're doing to help them do that? Because I, as I sit here and I look at it, I, they, I can identify the people that help me and give me less stress. And I can identify the people that bring me nothing but stress. And it's very interesting as a human and as a leader, the unbalance I've created in my own life, probably in other people's lives. But the scenario with which the managers that some of them I've absorbed, some of them I didn't pick, some of them whatever, I love them all, but their dynamic and their leadership styles and who they were led by in the company was much different than mine. And it causes conflict. So that being said, I am, I've tried the other way. Okay. Over the last three months, I heard my father and I've been trying, you know, Deborah somewhat suggested some things and I've had other people suggest it. And that was be more of a helping leader, right? A giving one, which I believe I do, but more emotionally, more safe environment. And I will tell you that the safe environment, I like the idea, and I think you should be able to talk to your employees that way and have an open heart. It is right. But what happens is if the employee or the team member doesn't distinguish that you're not their therapist, this, this thing can get disastrous or that you aren't an ear that this is still professional. Yes, it's safe. Yes, we can talk about vulnerable things, but I am not going to fix the problem. And I'm not going to get involved in your home to fix the problem. I don't, I'm not a therapist. I don't study psychology. I have my ideas. I have my opinions over years of it from what worked with me. But to say for someone else, I don't know. And on this podcast, I throw out ideas that I hope I get you guys to think. We should is a charged question because I use the word should as a charged word to get you to think. It's to, to get your mind active, to argue with me inside your own head if you want to on what kind of leader you should be. I'm not the greatest. 
I will always try to be the greatest I can be, but I don't have plans of ever being the greatest. I don't know what that is. I don't even know how you judge it. But I do know that I can be the greatest I can be. And if I don't take care of myself, then I'm not going to be there. And if I let everyone else's stress and depression and negativity and problems erode at me while I'm trying to lead, I'm going to die. And here's why. The thing with leadership is this. When you're at the top, if your people come to you with nothing but help, it's negativity. They are looking for you to constantly solve their problems. And I get it. You feel like a leader and you feel important. It's just so broken. It's no wonder companies don't grow with that model. It's no wonder you have people retiring at 55 years old in those type of models. I get it. You want to be a kind, helping leader. But if you take on everyone else's stuff and help everyone all the time, they become dependent on you. And now you're responsible more than just for putting a paycheck on their table. You're responsible for their feelings and creating safe environments and, and whatever. All good and great. The problem is it should not be me that's doing that. You, each employee should be able to take it upon themselves to lead and create the programs in the company or come to HR and me and come with suggestions on how we should do it. Not tell me I need to do it for them. And so I adjusted and I went unbalanced in everything. Like even the tension in my home started because I was trying this new leadership style. And one that worked, like, you know, I was getting rid of, you know, suspicious leadership. I figured out how to battle that. But in the same time with getting rid of suspicious leadership, I tried this help leadership theory. It was a mistake. I should have stuck to what I know would work. It caused me so much stress over the last three months. And as I've tried to push things back and get the hierarchy back in structure and release new hierarchies, everyone has unloaded on me. Why? Because everyone loved it that they got more time off or had less duties because they could ask me for help and they could push it on me and I wasn't pushing it back like I used to. It wasn't hot potato anymore. Now, four months later, I'm hot potatoing and people are pissed. Why? Because I changed on them and I changed again and I shouldn't have. And it caused me my own stress. I unbalanced my own leadership because I took the advice of people. Whether it's my father or my, someone else that works in a company in operations that has years of experience or the opinions of the employees since I tried to hear them. You know, we talked about prioritization somewhat, I think, here and there. And prioritization, it's the same thing. We, your leadership style is not one way. And servant leadership, as it's called, works as long as it doesn't as long as your environment allows it, as long as you have managers in your company that believe the same thing that they are two servant managers. And so to suddenly switch a company, well, I believe we're a servant leadership company. The, the thing that changed is we got too much into serving and believing that the leaders had to serve all the individuals and they grasped onto it. Especially when I'm like, okay, let's run with this if this is what we're doing. I want everyone's voices to be heard. And I, you know, I'm trying, I get so much pushback on safe environments and being able to talk and all those things. I believe they're all important. 
But the reality is, is by being as vulnerable as I am and as authentic as I am and being on the phone as much as I am and communicating as much as I am with everyone and having one-on-ones with everyone, I've unintentionally taken on everyone's personal stress and work stress and all those things. And now I'm getting wound up and I need to calm down. So, um, I need to, um, you know, I need to find a better balance, but it's my fault. And uh, it sounds like I'm blaming other people and the advice, but I took the advice thinking it was the way to grow the company to the next level. Um, and I threw off the balance in my life during a time of higher stress anyway, which is the complete wrong thing to do. And I say it all the time. Do not turn the Titanic, go through the iceberg. If you expose your hull, you're going to sink. And I turned the fucking ship. Because everyone's like, oh, well-being of humans. I'm like, we're already there. Healthy servant leadership. Great. Let's, you know, I, I see the trend. Let's do this. We kind of do it already. But the minute we gave it too much name, the minute it became sort of help versus servitude, all the way down the hierarchy, because everyone started becoming privileged because every manager, instead of dealing with their problems now, could push it up the chain. Literally, it happened that fast in four months. The problems at the bottom were just pushed up the chain to me instead of dealing with them like normally where I would push them back on them and try to get to grow them. Oh, let me help you. Okay, here's where you go with this and let me spend the time to do it. And here, no, here, no, sorry, Jimmy. I'm, I don't have time to figure this out. You have to figure it out. When we talk on our one-on-one, you can find the solution, but please get a solution versus, oh, here's how I would do it, Jimmy. And here's how the things would be. And let me help you and hold your hand and do all these things. It doesn't work. It's, it kills the leader. It kills the leaders, the ones at the top. It's a great book. It's a great theory. It's great in every way. And most of it's relevant, except what happens in an environment where everyone grasps onto it, that the, the person above them is there to serve them. And the result, I'm here. I took it on. I tried to make it work. I took on all the stress. I took on the stress of all the employees and the people, and I made a mistake. I tried to be softer because that's what everyone wanted. And, you know, I'm dealing with too much stress in my life. No, being soft is the stress of my life. Being soft and not holding people accountable to their jobs caused me stress where I thought I was going to keel over, right? Almost maybe did. So like when you hear these podcasts and I say these things, like I will tell you that if you're changing something, you can't go tweaking too many buttons at once. Your body goes off, your leadership style goes off, your employees go off, your business goes off. And while thank God we're 24 years old and we're extremely successful company and we're starting to fix it as we get more into, you know, SQF level one and SQS level two across the company, it's pulling us back together and forcing us to have more discipline and paperwork, thank God. But I can't imagine having a flatter organization and going with this servitude and trying to serve your person. And even in people that are equal positions and managers that are equal, the one that believes they should be served and the one that believes more they're a server, we've created unbalance in the work environment. Now I have servers and servees. The people that are being served and the people that are being doing the serving in the leadership. And it's thrown the hierarchy off, as we've talked in a previous episode. 
And I mentioned it knowing it was happening in my own organization and trying to fix it. But I didn't realize until all the stress and everything like um, that I created my own environment of stress and unbalance and my body paid the price. And so, well, I will still rock on and I will still be the same person and I will still run a mile under seven minutes, hopefully, and do all of those things. Um, I recommend everyone in the podcast and listening in really, and I'm not talking balance as in less work. I'm talking about balance, about taking on the stress of others. I'm talking about the balance of your energy and what you bring into it. Do you work out in the morning to bring in good energy or you come in grumpy? You know, those are the things that matter. And every single one of us, leader or not leader, who's listening to this has the ability to, to put someone in the hospital. Like we can cause someone so much stress that it can be too much for them. It's not 100% our responsibility or our fault, but I'm sorry. We have to look at how much we put on our loved ones. How much stress do we put on the people we say we love and care about? And I'm not saying it because I don't get plenty. I'm just saying because sometimes we get into patterns and stress or financial crisis in a relationship and we make it even worse by taking it out on the other person and ruining that person. We want to live with this person forever. We want to grow old with this person. We're fucking killing them on a daily basis. I can't believe how many people are on the, the, the floor and with where I was and just the people that are in fighting and then they're fighting. And even though the person's in the fucking hospital, even in a stressful situation, they're fighting. There's no love there. They may end up together for the rest of their life. Imagine how many years they just took over their off each other's life by fighting while they were in the hospital, while the stress was already high. Why, why, why? And all because they still, one person still needed to be heard or felt they weren't heard. You're going to stress the fucking person the fuck out in the hospital with the things on them. Unbelievable. Like I continue to witness these things and I'm just blown away. And I love all of humans, obviously, but we do not live for the other person. And when we talk about servitude, like I said, all we hear is how someone else can serve me, not how I can serve others or the human race as a whole. And people go to therapy and they think they go in there and they think that the therapist is going to be like, oh, I'm right and she's wrong. I'm right, he's wrong. No. Why do you do that? That's stress. No one's right, no one's wrong. And you're all fucked up, all of us, from our past, no matter whether we know it or not. We're all here to try to be better humans and raise a better humans afterwards. And when we start fucking that up, like I did, where I tried to do it differently, where I got caught onto this word, you mess things up and you mess things up for people and yourself. And I can't even imagine the, probably the stress everyone else is under. This is what I'm under. What happened when I tweaked everything? What if everyone's reaction and their stress coming at me that I took on was because I created a stressful environment and I'm supposed to create discomfort. So I'm like, Oh, I'm creating discomfort, but it's not always the right discomfort. And I messed up and I caused so much discomfort in myself and everyone else. I overstressed myself. I bubbled over multiple times this week, not knowing what was going on until I finally couldn't even, you know, 
no energy, exhausted what's going on and vomiting. Like what is going on? Drive my ass to the hospital, barely. But if you have stress in your life all the time and everyone's there, trust me, I'm not complaining. I live in a family that all works, but believe me, no one wanted to stop working to whatever. Everything was very much, I'll take care of Justin. Don't worry about me. You guys continue to work on, you know? So the balance is not back because I just had whatever happened, you know? So I have work to do on my relationships. I have work to do in my life and my habits. Um, I have balance that I need to bring back as I'm sure anyone listening in, this is your warning. I am your warning. God is speaking through me right now, whether you like it or not, you need to be aware. I'm a really freaking healthy human. Negativity and stress will do the damage on you. You let depression creep in or other people's voices or the way they feel about you as a leader, start creeping in too much. Like I have, it will kill you anywhere in your life, what your kids think about you, what the neighbors think about you, you get so caught up comparing yourself against everyone else or what people are saying or trying to be this great leader versus a great leader for yourself and what you believe in, you mess up. And part of it is the podcast. I publicly speaking, I'm reading books, some, you know, stuff's coming out that's a little softer because I'm trying to take a softer approach because everyone's like, oh, you're so hard. You're so rough around the edges, Justin. You know, I've been getting a lot of that feedback recently as the world started softening after COVID a lot or became harsher towards others. You know, how dare I? Every The world's so harsh and there's all these things going on in the world. What, that my job is the least thing we should be worrying about, Justin. What? Excuse me? What do you mean? No, you're paid to be here. You're not paid to worry about Ukraine. You're not paid to worry about what's going on with COVID. You're paid to do your job. Okay, I understand the stress. That's not to be put on me. That's not mine. I can help you in the work. I can help you in your home. I can give you financial resources. I can educate you to be a leader. I can give you all the resources I can. But what I will not do is give someone personal advice or handle all the stress of what's going on between you and your spouse and talk about it for 45 minutes a day or the wedding you're going to plan. I am not that person as a leader. None of your leaders should be that person. Get a friend. And hopefully it's a positive conversation because weirdly, when you're a leader, people tend to twist it negatively towards this upward scale because they like people feeling bad for them or feeling like a victim and adding that stress to someone else that they're feeling over their own lack of ambition. And I took it all on. Oh my God, what's wrong? Am I not inspiring this person enough? Oh, no, dumbass. They're just not inspirable. They don't have the ambition. It's not your job. You just don't speak to them. It's just not working. It's not working for them. It's not working for you. Okay, on to the next one, unfortunately. But I've held on. I, I keep holding on and taking on the stress and, and trying to do the right thing and build people up, and which I will continue to do. But I switched my methods and I got soft. And when I got soft, it increased my stress all the time because I wasn't saying what was true to me. I wasn't saying what I believed in. I wasn't doing what I had known would work after 24 years of experience. I was letting other individuals' ideas rule the roost, knowing in my heart and in my gut 
And if that would cause me even more stress that it was probably the wrong decision. And I believe in making mistakes and I believe in moving forward, but somehow in the last four months, this servant leadership thing switches from a company where a task is given, the person goes, does it maybe a few times. If they don't fully understand it, they come back to ask questions. We don't fully get it. If we eventually have to walk all the way through with them, if it's training like food, the first time they, we walk through it with them, then after that, they do it on their own and come back with questions until they master it on their own. But I allowed this thing to come back where we now help and help and are on the floor and the training and the training and the stress and the stress and the stress. And it's become worse and more paperwork and more paperwork. And it's like, why did I do this? Because I listened too much. I wanted everyone to feel important. I want everyone to feel that they're leaders. I wanted to encourage everyone to see that they can have upward mobility. The problem is, is the natural human behavior is, oh, if someone else is going to do it for me and I have, I can do less work. Cool. No worries. So I created less leaders unintentionally over the four months. Even with the podcast, even what's going on, I've gotten this bought in too much on the servant leadership thing. I would say it's a hot topic right now. I understand it and its fundamentals and everyone's gonna be like, oh, you're not using it properly and you're doing whatever. No, it may work in hospitals. It may work in, in butterfly and rainbows and companies that don't have to produce an actual item and they don't have the discrepancy in labor that I do, where, what are your floor level employees making versus your executives and how do you balance out the bonuses? So everyone's sort of equal. That's those, those places do it differently. I have much more discrepancy in my pay. Servant leadership, like the, the financial piece that gets weighed in and becomes a problem in this scenario is, oh, he gets paid more than me. Why am I serving him? You know, like this whole thing starts to go backwards very quickly and you can address it and you can do whatever and you can have your proper bonus structure the way that we do and incentivize people properly. But the minute someone owes someone else something or I now owe a person time more normally and I'm not giving that person the dignity to learn it on their own, that I'm serving, 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 serving for the good, I lost the part where the, I need to be hard on the human. If I don't not hard, there's no hardship to learn from. And even discomfort, if it's not the right type of dis discomfort, it can become dysfunctional. And it can add more stress than you can ever imagine in your life. So I'm not saying not to be bold. I'm not saying to not take initiative. I'm not saying to try new things. But I will say that I made the mistake of unintentionally doing it because of the pressures I was feeling and I couldn't deal with the stress. So I buckled a little bit thinking that, okay, let's try this. What if I'm wrong? And guess what happens when you're wrong? I didn't know it, but the leader suffers the fate emotionally stress. And maybe there were other individuals that didn't, but I'm the one who ended up in the hospital and I'm the one whose life got compounded by the personal space because I then came home and that didn't balance my personal life properly. I came home, I've been in Colorado, it was like vacation. Let's do everything we can with Deborah's family and not slow down and work and not slow down even more than we do in Georgia. And next thing you know, I'm fucking like, what is going on? I'm not even like my mind, like I was like, I was out of a body experience for literally five days. Like what's going on here? I don't feel like myself. It looks like I'm looking back at me. 
something's wrong. My stress levels are wrong. Um, my anger's off. My emotions are off. My moods are off. The chemicals in my body feel off. Enzymes are off. Whatever you feel. I don't know, you know, if we don't live our life with intent, which is 75 hard, which is why I preach it so much, and you get off that path, your body and your life is so much better with those things. But here's the problem. And this is the up downside to being an extremely disciplined human. If you start being undisciplined or you go off path, your body likes performing at high rates. Your body likes octane. Your body wants the premium in it all the time. That includes balance in your routines and your habits and the way the chemicals are released in your brain and your body and everything like that. When we throw that off, you're not a well-run machine anymore. You're not putting octane in your tank and your body is going to come back to you. That's the unfortunate part. I will warn you that in my experience, from what I've been through and what I've experienced before when COVID first happened, when all of a sudden you're in routine and you go off routine really hard, the damage is definitely there to your conscious, to your, your, your confidence, to your happiness, to your joy. So I haven't let Elena talk much this episode, but I don't, you know, I don't want her not to talk. It's just more or less. Um, I wanted everyone to sort of, understand the downsides of leadership. And I want you to understand there is a downside to being a superstar. You have to be able to maintain it throughout your life. A certain level of exercise, a certain level of discipline, a certain level of always drinking water, of nutrition, health, because once your body knows what it's like to be at that level, you start going around, yep, you'll survive some pretty crazy health things. Believe me, your body will do some amazing shit to save your life. But you let it go too far down the tubes and you start allowing too much emotional stress in on top of it because of what is discipline It's trying to balance stress and emotion and work life and all that. You want to use that. You want to use exercise to help balance that. But if you throw off whatever it is that brings you balance, for me, it's exercise. You're in a pretty dangerous situation when your body's used to riding on octane. And so I probably just scared everyone from being a better person. But if it's the lesson of if you're going to do it, make it a lifestyle. And if you're going to do it, don't play around with it. And if you're hardcore as I am, don't slip as far as I did in all of it. So, um, you know, there was some balance brought in my life after Mexico and when I got back from Mexico, but again, I let it slide. So you have to be committed to do it. And, you know, everyone was on me about how things were going and there's been a lot of fighting and even Deborah and I having tension. And a lot of it was because I tried to do this softer leadership style. And whether everyone wants it and they like it, they don't see me that way. And when I became soft, and they felt that they could then come at me in a different way, it changed the way our relationship was and the leadership and the respect I was getting. Like people started being able to choose whether they did their job because they could just ask someone else to do it or they could get someone else to do it. And all the core values, and it's not exactly servant leadership in the way it's described. However, 
human nature erodes that, like I said, especially with the, the discrepancy between, you know, someone coming in the company, working in the freezer to someone who's now an executive and risen up in the company. So it works in theory, but hierarchies still are the way to do things. And if you're going to serve everyone and help everyone be around, what are they doing? Who are they serving if you're doing all this stuff for them? And you can say they should be serving the people that work for them. But if they're serving the people that work for them, which in, in turn is you serving them, the people that work for you and the people that work for them because of servant leadership and the way the culture is created around it, you have a problem. So I agree with servant leadership. I agree with the tactics. I agree that it's very important. But there's a weird thing that can happen in your culture, depending on your culture, that can pin, that can go that direction. So if it was built that way, or you're a hospital or you're a caregiver, I can see that that works because there's the humans are naturally caring and giving towards other humans. But in a work environment that's competitive, that well, both they want their neighbor to succeed and they want to succeed, so their competitiveness is to rise up each other. Getting them to serve one another doesn't really work. And it causes unbelievable amounts of stress because no one has ownership over anything. I'm serving everyone else. At the end of the day, Justin took all the ownership of everything and it stressed me the fuck out. So balance has to be, if you're serving all the time, it's unrealistic. You need to have people in your life that can give you back and emotionally give back to you. When you work with a spouse, that's really hard because if both of you are stressed, neither one of you are helping each other emotionally. I will leave it at that. I think I think I covered all the topic. Um, did you have anything, Elena? No, I think that. The very that, end. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. I think it was really interesting. Um, I'm so sorry that you were in the hospital. I had no idea about that. Um, so it was, you know, a really good point. <clears throat> I've definitely had a few instances in my life where just running on fumes, pretty much, and you know, always going, and you put yourself kind of in last place, and then it's it's it takes a huge wake up call um, in order to to realize you know something has to change. So. I think it's a very important message for everyone. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us and just sharing like the behind the scenes of what you're going through in your own life. And it's definitely be, been a really, really helpful episode. So I appreciate you for sharing. Oh, thanks, Elena. Um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you. And you've been doing a great job. And, um, you know, I'm sorry you didn't get to talk much on this, but I guess it's a, a segue where I can add in that Elena has been doing a lot of recording on her own. Obviously, as we know, because my life has gotten kind of stressful, um, which I unintentionally created in my own life now that I realize it and will hopefully fix that. Um, but she does a lot of the solo recordings now and a lot more will be coming out before she goes, has, goes and has a little Bambino. But um, you're doing a great job, Elena, and I appreciate you and, you know, thank you. But everyone, seriously, Elena's solo episodes are phenomenal and i mean they're so good so everyone listening to those as well and scavenology where she is really finding a groove in there as well so i just wanted to give you credit elena and appreciation and um 
you know, interestingly, these podcasts are an outlet for me and um, they do help with my stress. Sometimes they can elevate it, but I will get better at that. And, um, but thank you everyone for listening in. And I hope today really helps someone for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And I appreciate everyone listening in and hope to have you guys join us on another episode soon.